0: Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of the Nerd Codra Podcast. It's a, a bit of a special episode, mainly because it's just me and my beautiful wife, Crystal. Hello. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this this episode we would normally have Bo with us, but unfortunately he's having a bit of a an internet crisis at home. Um, not just his house, like the whole town. The he, internet's died. He took out the whole town. He took out the whole <laughs> town. There was like an, an EMP pulse thing. <laughs> It's wiped out the internet. So uh yeah, it's a bit of it's it's a bit of a shame. We we held off as long as we could but probably uh, just reversed the polarity or something. Yeah, we probably could. It's 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 he was probably watching Star Trek and they did some fancy thing on there and it just wiped out the town. Who knows? Um I don't know. I I, I don't know what's going on, but uh it's it's unfortunate. The poor thing. well at least at least it's not his modem. He thought it was his modem at the start, but it turns out it's not the case. So anyway, it's a shame. So but hey, it's us. Yay! Yay! Yay. So it'll basically just be us having a conversation. Might be a short episode. It might be a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how we go. I okay, already, off the top of my head, I know uh, Azerothian times is going to be quite short.
1: It's a very one-sided conversation.
0: Very one-sided. <laughs> so yeah, miss you, Bo. Sorry, man. It's a damn shame. Let's get to it. So uh, for this episode, we have news, uh, reviews, the contest of champions, uh, the aforementioned very short Azerothian times. And coming soon. So, move on to the news. (laughs) Uh, I have we've got a a couple of subjects here uh, that I wanted to talk about. Social media type-related news. Uh, First off, we'll start off with uh, the Milo Manara Spider Woman cover. Uh, So, Spider Woman one. Uh, comes out fairly soon and it has a couple of alternate covers uh collectible covers uh, one of them by the actual artist of the comic greg land uh which is just awful with as or as is all land artwork uh but also a uh a cover from the erotic artist Milo Minara. like i mean this man's been in the business for thirty plus years and uh he's a he's an undisputed master of the female form, but uh having him do a cover for a comic that is pretty much is aimed at women like it was part of the the part, part of the uh, san diego comic-con uh, women of marble panels basically it's like hey this is a you know strong female character type stuff i think was an interesting decision to say the least
1: it's gotten everybody talking about it yeah well, exactly right
0: <laughs> i guess i guess you're right there uh-huh. um so the cover the cover itself de- uh shows um jessica uh, climbing up the side of a building and she's basically she's gotten to the roof and she's basically still in sort of a crouched position and the topic of of discussion uh, mainly centers around the fact that her bum is like quite prominent uh and in a bit of a weird position <laughs> um and uh, her costume seems to be you know just
1: painted on, yeah to.
0: painted on that's right so um i guess i guess the two things to sort of that sort of go there go across there is um I don't I don't find I actually don't find this picture that big a deal to be honest with you. I don't think it's I don't think it's overtly sexual as of itself.
1: It's the position of the the buttocks. Yeah. The buttocks. It's, it's yeah. the way I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding crass. It's the way it's sort of spread. You can imagine on the other side you might be seeing more of a certain area than you otherwise would, considering also that the costume looks painted on, so this yeah. may not actually be covered.
0: Yeah, the position in and of itself is really not it's that big a deal. Su- but it's,
1: it's a suggestiveness yeah, of
0: it. Yeah, exactly right. So it's 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 a strange, it was a sort of a strange angle to take, and it's reminiscent of a, of a Monaro uh, cover from one of his actual comics, mm-hmm. uh, where a lady is in a similar position, but specifically for that purpose she's basically displaying herself all the men like behind her and I just I think it's just an odd choice that's for him to do
1: it. sorry that was a good way to put it
0: yeah so it's and it's I, I think it's, a, it's just a weird decision for him to sort of pose Jessica in this way I mean I can he's he's come out he's since come out and, and uh sort of said what he sort of his, his intentions were and that's fine that's totally cool I mean she is spider woman so she does normally get into those sort of positions much like Spidey himself but it looks a bit awkward and you're right there's the it looks a bit painful the 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 spreading of the buttocks especially with that costume just it just is looked out it's just out of place let's be honest it's just yeah. out of place it's just it it is it's kind of it borders on offensive to be honest with you there. um so uh so that being said yeah i can see why people are annoyed about it um
1: when I say people are talking about it, I actually made it onto mainstream talkback radio here in Melbourne. I oh,
0: know it's it's it, well, it's made to the newspapers, you know, talkback radio, the whole thing. It's, which
1: Marvel must be rubbing their hands together in glee about.
0: They've they've come straight out and said, look, they're not pulling the cover, and uh, you know, it's going to sell heaps. It's gonna, people are going to be looking for it. I mean, it's already an alternate, so it's already reduced in numbers. Um, it's it some some people have sort of have sort of pointed to the fact that they think that Marvel is now sort of doing it on purpose like they they sort of on one hand they're saying you know we want to be sort of we want to be sort of good for women we want women to you know to join us in our our comic journey and read us and do that sort of stuff we want to be make it female friendly and they've definitely done certain things in that regard but then they do something like this which is quite plainly not female friendly (laughs) female reader friendly you know what i mean and it's Mm -hmm. it and you're going to have to wonder sort of are they doing it on purpose or are they just idiots it's it really just is I'm kind not, of strange. I'm,
1: I'm not shocked, and uh, yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm kind of over it. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, maybe one day they'll wake up to themselves, and
0: maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the 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 other thing I just want to point. out just a couple of things uh, is is uh, this 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 new trend of art, uh, other artists redrawing these these you know pictures that they find mm. offensive. Um, I actually can't stand that. It really, really annoys me. You get these these artists who are nowhere near as skilled as Milo Manaro's. I mean, the man's a master for a very good reason. And you get, so you get these people who you know then feel the need that they they should they should redraw it in either some sort of anatomically correct way or less you know less offensive or whatever the case may be. Get over it. If you are, if you think you're really that good that you think that you can redraw a Milo Manaro picture, then go do your own comics don't try and redraw something else
1: that's a this, bit harsh they might be i mean you know someone's been inspired to do something of their own it's like i don't like that this is the way i think it should be done whether they're good enough to do it or not that, what's just why not why not why can't they just have a go at it
0: because because they're not doing it they're not doing it because they're inspired they're doing it because they think they can do better than them and because they don't like the pose for whatever reason
1: are they saying that my pictures better than that picture. They're
0: basically saying this is the way it should be.
1: I don't see anything wrong with it. People Fair are entitled enough. to their opinions and they're entitled to express those opinions through art.
0: Fair enough. Cool. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Alternate opinions on the, on, the same, on the same conversation. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Well, I, I, I find it offensive, personally. Yeah. If, if I was the artist, I would be saying, what the hell?
1: I'd be saying, well, you know, have a go. If you want to have a go. Fair enough. He's still the one on the cover.
0: That's that's a good point. Um, yep. Fair
1: enough. And, and I had to keep making the same point over and over again. But what, there's no reason why Marvel can't put that cover out, but put it on something that's meant to be explicit, and don't put it on a just a general yeah audience. I type. guess it goes back
0: to what we were saying before I mean, yeah. you have to sort of guess, it sort of go with their motives. I mean, there's, I mean, I I love Manara as an artist, but mm. he has a very definite niche part of the market and you know it's erotic comics yeah. you know what i mean and he does what he does and he does it well it seems it just seems kind of strange to use an erotic artist a known erotic artist or a supposedly female friendly comic you're right having, you're totally
1: right. having said that uh, uh the, the, the art technically is quite good um i did find the anatomy was a bit weird
0: yeah i don't there, i can sort of notice i mean i'm no i'm no artist but yeah. i just think the head looks a bit disjointed
1: the leg the legs looked a bit. Odd. Yeah. Know. I don't know. Like I
0: said, I'm no artist, I can't really say. Um the only other thing i, want, I just wanna just mention about this is the this this other trend about saying that costumes don't work that way in real life. Um seems to be sort of a common point. Like you mentioned it before yeah, with about where it looks painted on. Um yeah it does. It does look painted on. And but this whole that's not how a costume would work, work in real life thing. Who's really wearing those costumes
1: you. in real life? Really, really
0: irritating. Unless you're
1: going to Comic Con, nobody's wearing those costumes in real life.
0: Yeah, well, it's just, I'm mean, not just that. It's, I mean, going to Comic Con means you're wearing those costumes in real life. But yeah. the thing is, is that these are not real, this is not real life. This is comics. That's that was the point i was so, trying to make. Yeah, so, I mean, this, none, this, none of them work in real life. This is fantasy life. <laughs> so, I mean, this, I mean I, I mean, I guess the closest you can get, I suppose, is Batman. I mean, Batman's costume can be replicated fairly well in real life, but... People like Spider-Man... Have you ever seen people cosplaying as Spider-Man? They have to go to work a lot of effort to make it look as close as possible. Yeah. And it still doesn't look as close to the comics because it's impossible.
1: No. And, <laughs> and um, real, you're not going to see real-life crime fighters dressing up like super, superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: that's exactly right. Because the right. criminals
1: would just laugh at them.
0: <laughs> just laugh at them. <laughs> I mean, the the, the whole point reason they haven't given Wolverine the yellow... Yellow costume that he wears in the comics and the in the movies is because it would look ridiculous. Yeah. And it's and there's a simple fact for that is because it's not real life; it's comics. Yeah. So her costume is as, as painted on as it looks. I'm not deny that. Let's face it; that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's perfectly fine because she's not real. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I just I, uh, uh, silhouette one of, one of our crew members, silhouette, who does the uh, the cosplay videos and stuff with me. Uh, she she just wanted to point out that even though yes, she does look like her costume is painted on. Uh, she could, in fact, be wearing liquid latex, which would look like that—like it is basically putting on a second skin, even which is more than spandex.
1: Painted on, isn't it? Not?
0: Yeah, liquid latex is basically
1: it just painted on. Is, then you peel it off.
0: Painted on, yeah, or something. Yeah. So, so that's what she could be wearing. There you go. Uh, the second, the second one I want to talk about is the Yale Stewart controversy. Uh, it basically started off with a, a um, another website saying that, basically, calling to attention. Uh, an artist named Ulysses Far- Farinas uh, is his comments um, against Yao Stewart. So to give you a bit of a background, Yao Stewart is a web artist uh, who basically produces a web comic called JL8, which is a sort of the the Justice League but as eight year old kids in sort of a cutesy, sort of humorous type
1: way. Justice League babies.
0: Yeah, Justice League babies essentially, and they're not. He's not licensed by DC. He basically, he just does it as a non. He does it as a non non profit. Type situation. It's just so like a fan fiction sort, it sort of, of Let it go, yeah. yeah. So I guess so. Um, and that's perfectly fine. I, I, I mean, I, I don't mind the comic. I've read a few of them. They, they're pretty cool. But what he also does, he also then does uh, wallpapers, custom wallpapers, using those characters for charity events. So the most recent one, of course, was Fergus, Ferguson. Uh, but he's also done it for, you know, you know, tsunamis and all that sort of stuff. Um, earthquakes and stuff. And he does charge for those. And uh, another artist named Ulysses Ferranus has basically has called him on that, saying it's like, well, you know, one, he jumps on every single possible crisis he can, no matter how big or small, in order to try and sell these wallpapers. And two, he shouldn't be selling them anyway because they're not his characters. Um, so this other website um, sort of jumped in the middle of that and, basically, and essentially said that Ulysses Ferranus was, was a jealous idiot and you know, to shut up. Um, and so that, that's controversy number one so just very briefly my opinion on that uh the writer i'm not going to mention the writer or the, or the website but uh Ulysses is perfectly right in exactly what he said um i'm glad that Yao just you know wants to do some good things but they're not his characters and he shouldn't be making any money of them and warner should stop it immediately but
1: isn't all the money going to charity
0: yeah, does it? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. I can't say. I, I, that's, I don't want to. You know. Don't if they slander. weren't
1: his characters, what do you think is the situation? I mean, if they were his, if were his characters, characters, by all means, go for your life. Because the other, the other point that Guy was trying to make was that he's it's, it's blatant self promotion. He jumps on everything. Yeah. Um, do you think it's blatant self promotion? Well, he the, another comment I read was why doesn't he just donate the money himself? Well, yeah. He's generating the money to donate. Yes. So it's a bit of both, I think. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of a win-win situation there. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to cr- create these wallpapers, I would be wanting to use uh, my own content. Original um, art. Original art. Yeah. Well, it is original art, but the concept's not his.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess the uh, the idea that he's actually doing something, is good. You know, and he, I mean, he's generating char- charitable works, and that's that's a good thing, but. I just the the fact that he uses someone else's. He's
1: not the trademark. first businessman to try and jump on the bandwagon of charities no. to put their own face out there.
0: Anyway, I'm with I'm with, I'm with Ulysses on this, uh, Ulysses. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. It's it's a very interesting name. It's U L I S I S.
1: Yale's an interesting name too.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, so but that that is as, is paled in comparison to the to the current Yale Stewart situation, which is some women have come forward saying that uh, a few years ago and even up to today um, or just recently, um, that has sends, has been sending them, um, pictures of his genitalia. These things, this is nothing new. Sexting is nothing new. <laughs> I mean, it's been going on for many, many years. And as of itself, that wouldn't be a problem. But the fact that they're saying that they were unsolicited is, is the consent. I mean, nobody yeah. should feel uncomfortable by having, you know, pictures of, penises on your phone that's <laughs> what's that about so um so he's he's basically he's basically saying that they were I mean he, he he said that I was in a relationship with these ladies at the time and so I thought it would be okay to do that um and they're saying no it's not okay and so he's he has now come back and, and apologized but in a very offhand sort of way I have to i have to tell you I, my interpretation of, of his apology is really kind of a half-hearted apology really
1: Oh, I read The Apology and it seemed sincere enough, but I don't, I don't know the man. People can write stuff that seems sincere and whether they really are or not, I don't know. Yeah. Just a little message to men of the world everywhere. It's never okay to send those pictures because no one wants to look at it.
0: <laughs> if you're in a, an actual relationship and you're okay with sending pictures back and forth, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: There's nothing wrong with it, but, um, you know, just make sure the other person's okay with it first. But
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I guess, I guess to sum to sum up is, um, is if it's, if it's true, if the allegations are true, cause as, so far it hasn't been proven. Um, so no, it has been proven. No. He's, he, said that he said that he sent some pics to some ladies two years ago. Okay. So yet they've, he's accepted Oh that yeah, that that, the case.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's been proven.
0: Yeah. That, that's been proven. But he's, he's, they're basically saying that he's also been just sending unsolicited else- of pics to just random people in the industry, female people in the industry as well. So that part hasn't been proven. Mm. Um. Well, let's face it; it's probably true. (laughs) And if if it if it it is actually true, then you know, dude, you basically got You got to take a good, hard look at yourself. You've got a problem. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's something wrong there. I mean, if you're like, if you're in a relationship with someone, and you're sexting back and forth, that's totally fine. The privacy of your own relationship, that's cool. Don't just start sending them, you know, willy nilly. And uh, sort of on the in a sort of similar vein of uh, of you know, sort of sexual harassment and stuff, uh, because that's what sending unsolicited pictures is. Uh, just uh, one final thing, um, is this actually happened at uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, a month or so ago, but I only just found out about it myself. Uh, model Alicia Marie was there dressed as Tigra, uh, and she was there with a couple of friends, including Adrienne Curry, uh, who was dressed as Catwoman, and uh, they sort of you know well-known cosplayer type girls, and uh, one of the attendees, I mean basically a scumbag, let's, I'm, just, I'm branding you now, basically one scumbag decided that it was okay to pull her... Do you know what Tigra looks like? She's basically a cat woman, mm. but she wears like a bikini, because mm. she's a cat, I mean, she's got fur. Yeah. So she basically, so she wears a bikini, cover, know, the, cover, the, cover the, the female bits, and she has a tail, right? And so as a cosplayer, you have to, it's like the most likely logical thing is to attach the tail to the bikini part. Yeah. So basically just a girl in a bikini with a crap load of body paint, so it's a lot of effort to go as Tiger. Anyway, so this arsehole <laughs> basically decided to come back, come up behind her and pull her bikini down. Like a... What's it what's used to be called? Dacking? She, she yeah. got dacked. She got dacked. What, what the hell, man? How, in what universe is that ever considered to be okay? That's just bizarre. Like a total stranger. It's just... I just I just can't wrap my head around it. When I first read it, I had to read it again to make sure that it, I, did, I didn't misinterpret. Anyway, but it, it, goes, it goes even further from there. So while she's standing there... You know, shocked and embarrassed and, like, you know, pulling up her, her stuff. Her friend, Adrienne Curry, who's my new my new personal hero, chased after this dude and then started to beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Because she's there as Catwoman, so she got a whip and apparently she was, like, hitting him with the butt end of the whip. Yeah. And uh, that being said, violence against another person is never okay. <laughs> I, I,
1: I agree, but that being said, if someone had done it to me, they'd be getting an immediate slap. Oh, my
0: God. I would go ballistic I on those would, people. I
1: would be slapping that
0: down. it'd be more than just slapping I'd be beating the crap out of them so you know I, I don't know it's, it's hard I want to say violence is not a good thing but uh, I mean Adrian Curry you're our NCP hero of the day I mean it's holy crap so apparently we're, like bleeding and stuff and people have to come and pull them apart and you go girl <laughs> I mean I sticking up for a friend at least is, yes. is, is brilliant so I don't know I just I'm just I'm still flabbergasted by that story I just I don't understand why that didn't explode the internet Like, holy crap, somebody call this guy out. Unbelievable. It's just, I don't know, it's just unacceptable. Anyway, that's it for the news. And so let's move on to our reviews. Cool, so uh, for our reviews, uh, so we've got uh, Crystal and myself, obviously, and Crystal will be doing The Moaning of Life.
1: Moaning of Life is presented by Carl Pilkington, who you will know from The Idiot Abroad. Even if you don't know the name, Carl Pil- Pilkington, you've probably heard of Idiot Abroad. He's the idiot.
0: <laughs> he also appears in um, Derek, I believe.
1: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, the, the, uh, while I quite enjoyed the, the Idiot Abroad, the few episodes I've seen, I really, really enjoyed The Moaning of Life. Uh, I think not just because there's a distinct absence of Ricky Gervais. <laughs> well, I think Ricky Gervais is quite a talented man. I'm not his biggest fan in the world. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I have the highest respect for the man's talents. I, just, uh, I think it's his character, David Brent, that puts me off. Okay, anyway, yeah. anyway back, 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 back to Carl. Um, the Money of Life uh, is a series where Carl's just turned 40, so he's hit midlife. Basically, I read, I did read, a, I think it was a Wikipedia article on that. They put midlife in quotes as if 40 is actually not midlife. But think about it. It really is. So Carl started to think about the things that he's never thought about before. About what happiness, uh, marriage, um, babies, death, all the big questions in life. And he's gone off in search of answers, basically. Um, and so we get to see, I think there's four, five in the series, each one focuses on a different aspect your, your happiness episode, your death episode, your birth episode, that sort of thing. Um, but I think what I really like about it is Carl's honesty. Um, when we were watching it, David and I sort of had to wonder a little bit about how much of it's actually scripted, but I'd like to believe that none of it's scripted and this is all just the stuff that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> it's off the Come top of on, his head. You know, some of it's scripted. Some <laughs> of it. Well, it, it's it probably storyboarded to some degree. But, right. You know. Um, but just some of the things he said. I, I really love this thing. The thing he said at the start of the one about vocations is he's talking about brain surgery and he said that'd be the worst thing in the world if you were the top brain surgeon at the top of your game and you decided you were bored with it but you couldn't get out of it because you were too good at your job. <laughs> so imagine being too so good at something that you could not quit doing it. That would be the worst. <laughs> I'd never thought of something like that before. Hmm. It's just some of the things he says sounds idiotic, but then when you think about it you're going, Oh, hang on. There's a different way of looking at it. Yeah. I also like him, I think because I'm a bit of a moaner myself <laughs> I do like having a bit of a moan. Uh, um, I I think it's cathartic. And as long as you're not bringing everyone down around with you, it's it's not such a bad thing. Hmm. As long as you're not moaning every five minutes and people just want to slap you in the face. (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the finest moments in the series is just the expression on Carl's face when he becomes a fashion model.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because he's told to think about smiling but not actually smile. And the look that he comes up with is just something it has got to be seen to be bullied.
0: It's horrifying.
1: <laughs> what, the, what the hell is that face, Carl? Yeah. But, but he, um, he sort of fell into that because um, doing uh, the previous job earlier was basically an odd job man. And yeah. one of the jobs was he was talked into being a nude model so um but he decided just to be a half nude model and kept his pants on yeah. but then he thought well i'd never thought about being a model before maybe i could be a real model yeah. and um the director of the fashion shoot i assume he was
0: the, he would have been the designer the designer
1: yeah wasn't too sure he said oh well, look i wouldn't ever book you but in the end he was really pleased with how it turned out yeah um weird crotch pants and all <laughs> that's the thing he said about I thought it was actually a pretty sharp suit
0: that, yeah. sharp looking suit
1: yeah it was alright except for the crotch it was yeah except for the crotch bit but kind of um, as Carl said for an older man it's probably not such a bad thing well <laughs> oh, in his case I don't know about every older man <laughs> so on the whole I would give this series uh, a 4 out of 5 I think wow. yeah, I find it highly highly enjoyable highly watchable and I'm sure I'll be watching it again I hope he makes another series
0: Cool, I'm not as big a fan of it as you are. I, I think his I think his moaning gets a little too much sometimes, but uh, I do like him. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's a cool dude, and uh, yeah, I did, I did I did like the look on his face when the guy actually said, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And he was like, yeah. "Really?" He got, he was very excited because he was he was quite down when he said, "No, you're terrible. I would never yeah. book you." He actually he looked actually quite upset about it, yeah. uh, but then you know he's was, he was like, "It's amazing!" He's like, "Yeah." That was pretty cool. I also I also quite liked his his reaction to the birth. Oh yeah. Um he just he was quite excited about that. He just yeah. he just he just seems like a genuine honest like a genuine honest person, you're yeah. right. And it just I don't always agree with everything he says, but I do respect the fact that he's just he just has no problem yeah. in sort of you know going out there and giving it a shot.
1: I think the other thing I like, too, is most people, when they come in contact with another culture and find something a bit bizarre, they'll say, oh, well, that's just the way they do it in their culture. But Carl has no bones about saying, well, well, why are you doing it that way? That's ridiculous. It's so uncomfortable. I would do it this way.
0: So, yeah. So, yeah. But he seems like a a genuinely nice guy. And, and, you know, there are parts of it that I I do quite enjoy. um, But I think it's a little...
1: I do feel a bit Too sorry for his sometimes. partner back at home sometimes. Yeah, yeah, she... <laughs> my God. She must be watching that going, oh, my God. <laughs> puts up her quite a bit.
0: Anyway, cool. That was a good review, thank you. For my review, I'm going to be reviewing The Multiversity, Issue 1. Yeah, uh, this comic is uh, it's by uh, Grant Morrison um, and a selection of artists. Uh, the pencil is Ivan Rice. Um, it's, it's a project from DC that uh, has been in the pipes for good five years i think it was announced about five years ago and it is uh, a direct follow-up to grant morrison's uh, storyline final crisis um and it deals with uh, as the title suggests it deals with the multiverse of the d of the new of the dc universe so there's 52 universes in the dc universe not only does it deal with that sort of concept the fact that there's 52 universes but also sort of so sort of the concept of you know life in general and 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 uh uh, I don't know. In, in typical Grant Morrison style, it's kind of hard <laughs> to, to describe exactly what it's about because let's be honest: anybody who says straight off the bat that they know exactly what it's about, like exactly, is just flat out lying. Um, so it's 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 full of sort of the sort of classic Grant Morrison sort of tropes uh, of of you know of of what does it mean to be you know an individual and uh, and you know life in general. Uh, so it felt, like I said it follows on from Final Crisis and in fact the uh, the very first character you see is Nix U- U- uh who's now christened, christened himself as the Super Judge uh, but readers would know as the last of the monsters so he receives a comic uh, that is uh, a, a, according to the internet of uh, is is haunted and so he's going to do a bit of a a bit of a review about it essentially and so it's it's got this very 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 interesting sort of what's happening in the comic is actually what's happening in the real world and that theme is followed on with uh later on throughout the story where it's revealed that comics from that universe are really what's actually happening in an alternate universe somewhere so later on you meet uh the superman the the african american superman uh who is president of earth 23 and it's revealed to him that his adventures are actually uh part of you know earth Comics from Earth 36, <laughs> which is uh, pretty pretty cool. So that sort of it plays along. It plays along with that, and it's. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not a new idea that uh, comics are representing real life. I mean, it was. There's been around since uh, early DC. I mean, I think the Flash mentions to Jay Garrick that he used to read about him um, during their first meeting. Uh, so you know, it's 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 not a new concept, but it's it's definitely taken to its uh, its its ultimate end in this series. Uh, well, at least in this issue. After you, after you meet Nix, uh, he uh, meets he teams up with his uh, his good friend Mr. Stubbs, who's basically a chimp in a pirate costume, and uh, they fly to try and uh, stop the destruction of, of uh, Earth in a different universe. Um, and they meet up uh, with the Thunderer, who is an Aboriginal, uh, an Australian Aboriginal sort of anal- analogy for. I guess Thor really would probably be the closest sort of version. Uh, but Thunderer is sent to um, sort of like a, a nexus of worlds type things, and he then sort of summons a whole bunch of other heroes. Uh, and that's that. Basically, they then form the, the group that are going to go and investigate basically what is happening uh, with the multiverse. There, there's a group of bad guys uh, called the Gentry uh, who are destroying multiverses. It's it's very similar to the storyline of Crisis, uh, but. You know, in typical in in, in classic Grant Morrison style, is sort of is sort of is ramped up to eleven. Um, it's got some very 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 cool sort of cameo type things. Uh, you know, spot that particular character. I mean, it's just you know, it's it is mainly characters that have ex- existed previously that you know either with Grant Morrison's. Sort of comics or alternate comics. I mean, Captain Carrot shows up. He's a redesigned looking Captain Carrot. He looks he looks pretty cool. Yes, also, also Captain Carrot also has uh, my favorite moment, uh, which is when um, the group meet up with uh, the Earth Eight group of superhero, superheroes called the Retaliators, who are basically the Avengers. Captain Carrot goes up against Behemoth, who is essentially the hulk uh and gets squashed but then pops back up and he's like yeah who who else wants to mess with cartoon physics it's awesome stuff that's uh, i love the sort of cartoon physics sort of deal um but uh, so it's it's a six issue series uh with a cut with two bookends i do believe um and uh this is like i said just issue one of it uh as just as a single standalone issue it's it's, it's really more just set up than anything else not really a lot happens it basically serves as it serves as introducing you to the characters and and the concept of the multiverse itself and um, I, I think the storyline the actual storyline itself will pick up a lot uh, in um, issue 2 and, and beyond so hopefully that is the case but i liked it it was a it was a good fun read i had i like i like the whole you know spot the characters and lots sort of stuff and the concept of the multiverse itself as our regular listeners will know, I'm a big fan of, so alternate universes and all that sort of stuff. I love all that sort of stuff. Uh, the uh, African-American Superman, uh, President the uh, President Superman, um, is a great character. Um, I really like him. So uh, And uh, like I said, Captain Carrot, my new, my new favourite. <laughs> so it's, it'll, it'll be good to see them going along. Um, and uh, it ends on a pretty cool little cliffhanger. So that's a Multiversity Issue 1 from DC, the latest Grant Morrison event. Check it out. Cool, so let's move on to Contest of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to run away! So for this edition of Contest of Champions, we're going to be pitting Aragorn, the Ranger. Strider. Son of Arathorn. Son of Arathorn. I think. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> 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 Who then eventually becomes king uh, from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, versus Connor McLeod, the Highlander.
1: There can be only one.
0: That's right. That's That was not, the worst. Not
1: a very good accent. <laughs> that's a very bad accent.
0: But still, I'm glad you gave that, it That's my
1: shot. French Scottish
0: accent. Your French, well, that's fair enough. It's yeah. about as close as he gets. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, this is actually suggested by Crystal, this, this fight. So this is pretty cool. So you've got two swordsmen. Um, neither of them. Uh, so this is Connor. This is pre-winning the game. Connor. So this yeah, is this basically is standard Connor. First movie. Uh, first movie, Connor, versus... Uh, We'll say fellowship of the Ring, Aragorn. Aragorn does have a couple of due to his mixed heritage, has a couple of sort of sort of Elvish type qualities he can um, He's has, got
1: longer lifespan. Uh, longer
0: lifespan, yeah. Uh, Elvish sight, I believe it's called. I'm not too sure what that means, so you can see a bit further. Although they still rely rely on rely on uh, Legolas to check stuff out. Um, and also he does this he has that sort of thing where he um he sort of just Blends, it blends into the shadows it or something. Can be unseen, yeah, unseen. Uh, whereas Connor, of course, is a mortal. Uh, he's uh, physically du- more durable than a normal human, uh, yeah, but other than that, they're both just master swordsmen.
1: Connor's weakness would be beheading.
0: Yeah, well, that, well, that would be anybody's weakness, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's as well. Isn't? That's
1: his only weakness. though
0: <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, so he heals from wounds, but it does take him a while. Like. Yeah. But uh, I wonder,
1: go. though, um, if what would happen to Connor if Aragorn stabbed him with a poisoned sword like Frodo was.
0: Ooh. Is that how you want it to go? Why not? <laughs> so just to make it simple, because uh, we ran out of bit of time, so just to make it very, very simple, it's just Aragorn, Connor, in a field... They've both got their weapons. No scenario,
1: because there's no time for that.
0: No scenario. <laughs> just there. Connor,
1: Connor thinks Connor. Uh, Aragorn's one of the immortals, so...
0: Bingo! That's awesome. Sweet. Connor thinks Aragorn's an immortal. Aragorn's just like, who the is this These guy? This dudes attacking me. A bit what, of why is this guy attacking me? They go at it. What do you think's going to happen?
1: The poison sword probably wouldn't eventuate, because... Aragorn, would, would Aragorn use poison? Aragorn wouldn't have a poison sword. Nah, he wouldn't have poison sword. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a mortal thing to do. Yeah. So you got
0: two two master swordsmen here.
1: But Aragorn's very good at beheading orcs.
0: Yeah, that that's so good. So Aragorn, we actually have seen Aragorn behead an orc before with, yes. his, with his big two handed sword. Well, so one. I think I think that Connor's Connor's advantage is that he's probably faster in the fact that he's got he's got the one hmm. sort of the one handed katana versus Aragorn's you know two handed sort of going at it sort of stuff. Hmm. But he has had quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of uh, skill uh like he deflects the crossbow bolt or the the arrow bolt yeah. like someone shoots an arrow and he deflects it with his sword that's pretty impressive
1: Whereas Boromir just absorbs the arrows but, with his body <laughs> <laughs> nine
0: times Poor Boromir but, uh, but uh but then Connor I think I, I do think Connor would be faster um, but Aragorn he's no slouch No So I, I this this is such it's such an even match I just I, mean, I actually quite like this match I'm very proud of you for <laughs> it. I just it's just I just think it's too hard just to decide who's what's going to go for it I mean Aragorn doesn't know that to win he has to behead him
1: yeah.
0: and he doesn't know that he's a bad guy he doesn't look like an orc he looks like a normal human type guy so, yeah, so an I mean, orc
1: he doesn't have no problem just running up and you're, yeah. you're gone
0: yeah yeah so it's so the whole honour thing whereas Connor thinks he's an immortal so he's going to try and go for the head I don't know It's it's too hard it's it's. I think it's I think it's a coin
1: flip Do we call this one a draw. Do you,
0: do you do you want to call it a draw? I've never had a draw before. We've, I don't, have we had a draw before? So Connor's going for the head. He's blocking. He's blocking. Cut, cut. Cut. He's doing some pretty like he gets a couple of hits in.
1: I wonder what Bo would say.
0: Yeah, it would be good. Cool. I just it's such a shame. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's too close to call, Arkin. I, I I think it would actually call it a truce because and and that works too because in the movies. Connor actually is friends with a couple of immortals.
1: So you think once they realise they weren't each other's enemy, they shake hands and have a coffee?
0: I, yeah, I think they sit <laughs> down and sit us on. I, I, <laughs> I
1: like this trend. <laughs> I like this
0: some croissants or something. Actually, actually I actually don't think there's any shame in calling this one a draw. I think, I think Connor would once Connor got some wounds, got wounded. I, I don't know. I I I don't see any reason why they wouldn't actually stop and say what.
1: You know, hey, what's going on they here? Let's find some way to talk to each other. Actually,
0: I think it's this way: if, as as immortals, they're they don't they don't want to get wounded, but they're not adverse to it because they know it's going to heal, right? So, as soon as Connor got a hit in on Aragorn and yeah. and noticed that he doesn't that he does actually flinch and is actually hurt, and is like you know try to protect himself a bit more. He would then realise, hey, wait a minute, I actually don't think this guy is an immortal.
1: He's not healing. What's going on? And, and even better,
0: Connor can sense other immortals.
1: Connor knows when there's another
0: immortal around. All so the it, other, all be, the immortals can sense all the other
1: immortals. The initial fight would be very quick because he'd go, hang on, you're not who I yeah. think you were.
0: so they'd get, and they'd have, I actually think they'd end up just having more fun than anything else. Just having a spa, and then, yep, they call it a draw. All right, we're calling it. Call it a draw. Call it a draw. It a draw they go off, they have an hour, they have an ale. Aragorn says, what's up with the accent? They go from there. They become, <laughs> they go, they become fast friends. So there you go. So hopefully you liked uh, you liked that one. Um, feedback just, back at the end of the show. Yeah, feedback at the end of the show. Now, I do just want to point out something else from our last contest of champions where we had Thor versus Wonder Woman. Um, we got uh, one piece of uh, very interesting feedback that I liked that essentially said, in a nutshell, you guys should research a bit more. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman has lifted Thor's hammer. The tone probably a little bit <laughs> a little bit harsh, but you, you, in, in, fair, in fairness, you got you're actually totally right. I, I I did research a bit, and that's why you know that's obviously that's why I knew because of yep. Captain America with the hammer and, and the you know, and I own the, I own those comics. Yep. Uh, but apparently during the uh, DC versus Marvel, the versus stuff uh, where they had where you could vote for the winner and stuff, mm. Wonder Woman went up against Storm and had Thor's hammer. Like I think she actually went up against Thor first and won. Yep. And had the hammer and was able to pick it up, and she actually actually makes a comment like, you know, it's you know only the worthy sort of blow, and she's like, well, what, who defines worthy? That's pretty, that's a pretty weird concept. (laughs) So has a bit of a a bit of a snark yeah. Yeah. and then uh, and then sort of storm shows up. And Wonder Woman decides not to use the hammer because it would be an unfair advantage. So she knows just how ridiculously powerful she would be using Thor's hammer, and so she gives it up. And then, strangely enough,
1: loses, which is ridiculous. It's like Galadriel giving up the ring.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, so yeah, so there you go. The fight. So we know for a fact that that Wonder Woman can pick up Thor's hammer. Which means that scenario one, where she actually grabs the hammer and then which just Which is the one we want to go with. Which is the one we want to go with anyway. Yep. So, bang, scenario one. was so the way to go.
1: Thanks for the feedback. Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, I've only so much time in my life. I'm not going to go back and read all the comments. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair comment. Should have researched a bit more. But uh, thanks for writing in. It was awesome.
0: Let's move on to the very short Azerothian Times. Uh, because Bo's not with us, uh, I'm just going to be very, very briefly uh, say that, yeah, I've been uh, st- sticking with the mogging. Um, I've given up on uh, the Wonder Woman wog because the pants that I need, uh, as we discussed, uh, the Vanguard uh, pants, um, they sell for a, you know, a ridiculous amount, which is not that big a deal. But I've discovered that when you transmog something that isn't already soulbound, it becomes soulbound. So my plan to use it to transmog and then sell it for a ridiculous amount of gold isn't going to work. If I transmog it, it's mine forever. So screw that! If I find one, I'm selling that bad boy. So <laughs> so now I'm going to go with the pants, the J. Michael Rosinski pants version of Wonder Woman. I'm going to go with that one instead. Um, and uh, just just quickly, the um, we were talking about how Robin Williams is going to be put into into the new mm-hmm. expansion. Um, so somebody's data mined uh, the expansion, and they've found uh, a bunch of character models called Robin the Entertainer. Uh, one of them sort of looks kind of Mrs. Doubtfire ish and one of them looks like the genie so it's uses an already existing character model uh, but he has sort of genie animations so um hopefully so it's definitely definitely happening robin the entertainer very cool so let's move on to coming soon in australian cinemas august 28th we get felony which is an australian film so awesome. Uh, If I Stay, which is Chloe Moretz's uh, newest film based on the teen novel. Uh, Lock, which is Tom Hardy's latest, uh, which is basically just Tom Hardy in a car for the entire film. Like, there's no other characters, just him in a car, and the the plot is driven by the phone conversations that he's having. Um, It sounds fascinating, actually. I want to check it out. Uh, Predestination, which is another restrained film starring Ethan Hawke, which is based on a short story called All You Zombies. So, If you've read that short story, then you basically know the plot of pre Assassination*. If you haven't read it, don't read it before you see the film, because it might ruin it for you. But this just sounds fascinating, this story. Awesome. I don't even want to talk about the plot, because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh, Magic in the Moonlight, which I don't know anything about. Moving on. Uh, And Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, which is a new animated film with a whole bunch of celebrity voices, of course, but uh, deals with Dorothy's return to Oz. Most of it are here, so I can't do the US cinema releases, unfortunately. So, just before we finish up, I just want to have a shout out, um, a quick shout out to uh, Frankie, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, he's a good friend. Uh, I've known him for quite a, year, quite a few years. Uh, I used to work with him, in fact. Uh, he has his own website called www.blacksword.com. Uh, the L is a 1, so it's B 1 A C K S W O R D.com. Uh, check it out. Does movie reviews, game reviews, stuff like that. He's a big gamer. Check him out. He's a cool dude. It's a cool site. Um, and just very, very quickly as well, Andre Bergen had his book release at Classic Comics last weekend. I was unfortunately unable to attend, but it was, based, it was basically his Kickstarter campaign to get the tobacco-stained mountain goat tray paperback uh, released, which was released. I've got it in my hands. It is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It is awesome. I'm so proud to be a part of it. And, and uh, thanks
1: for
0: the dedication in the back. There. Yeah, he de- did a cool dedication in the back, which is which is magnificent stuff. And uh, it's a it's a. I'm really disappointed that I that I missed out the chance to meet him. But uh, we'll be having an interview with Andre uh, soon enough, as soon as we can organize it. And
1: Coming, we'll, we'll soon get that on
0: the show. So thank you very much. That was episode one zero six. It's a shame Bo wasn't with us. Sorry, Bo, we miss you dearly. We do miss you, Bo. Um, and uh, but thanks for joining us and. Stay tuned for episode
1: 107 in a week's time. So Bo's got to fix the internet in his entire town.
0: His entire town. He's
1: going to be a busy man. It is. (laughs) I'm sure they'll figure it out. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to
0: feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com.
1: You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at NerdcultureCast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message, we might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website,
0: www.nerdculturepodcast.com.
1: If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to
0: ecnradio.com.
1: Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flams. More info at
0: www.filmflames.com
1: You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.